Welcome to the City Hill Podcast. We really hope you enjoy today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about City Hill, please visit our website, cityhill.london. Good morning, everybody. How are you all feeling? Good. Yes, great. Chocolate. Yeah, chocolate in the house. Um, welcome to City Hill, you know, we're so glad that you're here, it is Easter Sunday, um, which is a quite a special, special Sunday, right? And our series is The Kingdom Has a King, and if you don't know who the king is, the king is Jesus, um, and we're going to be focusing on parts of the Easter story. This is week three in our series, so the focus is on prayer, so we will be praying you all will be praying in the name of our Lord. Um, and we're going to be looking at a range of different scriptures. And I'm going to be focusing on various prayers that Jesus himself prayed on the lead up to the cross. Um, the first thing I would like you all to do is to think about what the cross means to you personally. So the cross, when you hear it as a symbol, as a sign, as a concept? What are the words that it makes you think of? How does it make you feel? What do you ascribe it to? What do you relate it to? What does the cross mean? Um, So just take a few moments to, to ponder on the cross itself. It's one of the most recognizable Christian symbols and um, often it appears in a lot of songs um, the cross the cross and we think about the cross but on a personal level like what do you think about when you think of the cross um, and then I'd like you to tell somebody whoever's closest to you what that is <laughs> Trina's hugging up to Marcia in the corner. Um, So when you think about the cross, so just have a discussion just amongst yourselves. What does the cross mean to you? Hot cross buns. Commercialization, is that a word? Yeah. Commercialization, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I started to think of like, and I can't even imagine the pain that came with that. Yeah. So pain, yeah, keep talking. What does the cross mean? Um, hey, <laughs> freedom. Freedom. Amen. I said, Lord, he was, I was saying, like, when I think about him actually being on the cross, it's crazy that I actually was in his mind. Yes. So you, you think of the cross and you think about how it was for you. For me, like, you, I wasn't even thought of my, 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 a lot of my ancestors weren't even there yet. Not even around. Not even around. But he knew. But he knew, like, to save you from wretchedness. <laughs> to save you from wretchedness, yeah, praise yeah, God. Jesus, you know, all of it. Like, he was like, this one's going to be a hard one, but I'm coming through like her. Yes. I've done this for you. Like, that's, that's... What about you, Tomasa? I said that it symbolizes also death, like the death of Christ, our sins being washed away. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. Hey, Claude. 
Have a seat. We're just talking about what the cross means to us. So just have a conversation. That's what we're doing right now. What did you guys come up with? Um, so what's your name again? Dean. Dean. Dean was just saying that when you use Mm-hmm. Day Jesus was crucified, but you also think of the resurrection, so you think of the hope afterwards as well as like what's happening on the cross. What about for you? For me, when I see the cross, I just think that's Ah, so like the rest that comes with what has happened. Perfect, awesome, thank you. What else did you not discuss? I heard yours. Suffering. Suffering. Yeah, um, so actually seeing it in yeah. your mind. And it's like me looking at the cross, his arms was out, like trying to embrace him. But then looking behind the cross, he was bleeding down. So it's like the, the cost of his embrace. Mm, the cost, the price, yeah, like, the pain, suffering. What have we got over here? The cross. Well, suffering. Sacrifice. sacrifice. Good words. That's my word. So good. Sacrifice. What else? Jesus, good. Hope, yes, nice. Yeah, we had that as well over there. Dean was talking about he sees Jesus, but he also sees the resurrection at the same time. That's what he thinks of. So the hope that it's not the end of the story, like the cross is not the end. Okay, amazing. Thank you all. Okay, so um, really good words, thoughts around the cross, personal explorations. Trina talked about being saved from wretchedness and how Jesus was on the cross thinking of her specifically. Um, Also about, Dean talks about resurrection and seeing that the cross is not just the end, that there's a hope that comes after it. There was sacrifice. Um, also the commercialization of the cross, Easter, the message, um, and eternal rest and peace, and knowing that because of what Jesus has done, there is a rest waiting for us in heaven. So thank you all for having that conversation and discussion. Um, I also want to speak about like Jesus as a man, right? So he starts his ministry at the age of 30, and by 33, he's on the road to the cross. Um, somebody amongst us has just turned 33. Hello, Mo. How you doing? Um, at this age, like, knowing what you know about life, do you feel... How do you feel knowing that, that Jesus was this age when he died on the cross? His man age, his human age was 33. Like, do you... Do you feel like it would have been an an easy thing at 33 to just be ready to die mm. that's a hard that's a hard question um because it's like with me I, I almost feel like like almost like a 
a sailboat or whatever. Like I've just got the engine running. Like I've been yanking my whole life trying to get this engine running and it's just about starting to churn. And to think that as soon as you get a churning, you die. It's like mad. Um, but I also, like Jesus lived very intentionally. From young, he lives very, like from the time that he was 12 in the, oh, in the temple. temple asking questions and then like he lived very intentionally and so arguably he had the motor running from young um but yeah just reflecting on i feel like i'm just getting the motor running and it's stopping now it, it's if i knew that life would end now yeah it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be easy it wouldn't be easy to be like yo what about noah what about the kids just seeing them grow like or everything that i have started um kind of seeing that rolling yeah it will, it will be difficult yeah thank you um and so we can often think about like oh jesus is god and he knows that he's on the earth to to you know to do this sacrifice but it's not an easy sacrifice um and i want to for us to look at matthew 26 uh and starting at verse 36 and this is when jesus takes his disciples to gethsemane to pray um, so this is right before Judas comes to snake him out um, <laughs> with a kiss before the arrest. So we're right at the, the precipice of what's about to happen. Um, and from verse 36, this is the English Standard Version. Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane and he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. So the weight of what is about to happen is on him. He said to them, my soul is very sorrowful even to death. <clears throat> Remain here and watch with me. And going a little further, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and he found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, for the second time, he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And then again, he came and found them sleeping for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words again. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, sleep and take your rest later on. See, the hour is at hand and the son of man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. So even though he knew what was going to happen and he has prepared his disciples in many ways by telling them what is about to happen right before the moment he's saying if it's possible if there's some other way let it not be this um and i think we can often miss the sorrow and the trouble uh, that jesus went through the turmoil of the choice that he makes to lay down his life 
So I want us to also take from this two points. One was he found them sleeping. Um, I know, having spent a lot of years in church as a child and having to go to prayer meeting every single week, there were many times, even with the sound of the prayers, I was asleep. I was asleep in the chair. I learned how to sleep during prayer service, right? And you can often tell children that were brought up in church because they can sleep in noise. They can fall asleep in the loudest noise. There could be drums, the preacher, the pastor, people run up and down. They're asleep, okay? They learn how to sleep in the midst of all that is going on. These were the closest people to Jesus. He's told them what's about to happen. He says, I am sorrowful even unto death. Watch and pray with me. And he leaves them to pray and comes back and they're all asleep. How alone must Jesus feel at this point? How isolated must he feel right now? Because he knows the weight of what he's about to do for these people, you know. These are the ones he's doing it for, for the rest of us as well, but also for his disciples. And they don't even have the energy to stand with him in prayer at that point. Um, So just focus on that. And the prayer point is your will be done. And over this year, we've done a lot of different themes. We've looked at um, the way God wants us to lead our lives, what kind of attitudes we're supposed to have, the things that we need to to take away, how we're supposed to respond to the call of God. And last week, Dre spoke about Jesus being the greatest servant by washing feet and showing that that's how he wanted them to treat each other and to love each other. And I was thinking about, like, the kingdom has a king, right? And for Christians, our king, the symbol is not a palace. The symbol is not a crown. It's not wealth. The symbol is a cross. The symbol is about sacrifice. The symbol is about surrendering. So think about the things that God may be wanting you to do that you're in turmoil about that you might actually not want to do that you might actually be praying God if there's any other way I don't I don't want to do this I don't want to do it like this but the ultimate prayer is let your will be done and that's a tough prayer to pray um because you're laying aside all of your desires your responses your feelings And saying, I know how I feel. I know what this means to me. I know how it's impacting me. But nevertheless, I know your plan for me is greater than the plans I can have for myself. Your will be done. And we're going to look at the same space of time, but from a different gospel's perspective. So in Luke chapter 22, from verse 39, uh, again, he's with his disciples and they he's about to go and pray (laughs) from verse 41 it says and he withdrew from them about a stone's throw so he's not even far how far can you throw a stone he's not that far from them and he knelt down and prayed saying father if you are willing remove this cup from me nevertheless not my will but yours be done this is the part i want you to see and there appeared to him an angel from heaven strengthening him. So in his moment of agony and despair, 
an angel appeared to strengthen him. When we say to God, not my will, but yours be done, and we, we are having difficulty with that prayer, he will strengthen us. He will send strength for us. And being in agony, this is verse 44, <clears throat> he prayed more earnestly and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. He was strengthened through that. So after Jesus says, Lord, your will be done. What is the experience he then walks into? Because often when we say, oh God, I'm going to do whatever you are saying. I'm going to follow after what you want me to do. We can expect it to be really easy now because I've done the hardest part. The hardest part was me putting aside my desires and following after what you want. But Jesus says, your will be done. And then he's met with betrayal, humiliation, mockery, physical abuse, accusations, persecution, judgment, punishment, loneliness. Like all the way up until the cross, there is difficulty. Every step of the way. And so imagine if he hadn't got to the point where he was like, let your will be done before it happened. During the midst of the persecution, who's trying to, to continue that? That cat really just... <laughs> so our prayer points are going to be about, Lord, let your will be done. Lord, give us the strength when we don't have it. And help us to persevere through the difficulty that will come with us accepting your will for our lives. When we get to Jesus on the cross, there are three different statements that are mentioned in the Gospels about what Jesus says while he's up there. One of them, Eli, Eli, lama sepafani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? There's also, into your hands, I submit my spirit. And then there is, it is finished. And I want us to just take a moment to think about Jesus on the cross and why he's up there. What is the purpose of him dying? And what does it prepare for us? this sacrifice, this torment. Dying on a cross takes a long time. It's a very painful way to die. And the last scripture that I want to leave with us today is from Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, which says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So when we talk about the kingdom having a king, if Jesus is our king 
and we are saying we have been crucified with him. We are saying that we are killing off all of our flesh and we are desiring to operate through his spirit. And that comes with difficult choices. It also comes with uh, situations where we might want to pretend we don't know who Jesus is. We might be denying him um, to others. It's easy to say, yeah, Jesus is my king um, amongst other people who are also serving Jesus. But when we get called out, it's also easy to deny him or shrink or make ourselves smaller, make our love for God more palatable to the people around us so that they won't be offended, so they won't be upset, so that we don't come against conflict because we don't want to get into arguments with people about our faith. But Jesus put himself on a cross for our freedom, for, our, for us to have life, for us to have peace. So we're going to do the Lord's Supper and we're going to break bread um, and we're going to drink wine. It's optional, so it's for whoever wants to. We'll pass the bread around. But while we're doing this, this is going to be the time to pray. It's going to be the time to reflect on how much you are committed to Jesus being your king and how ready you are for God's will to be done in your life. And also just to thank him for the sacrifice that has been made for us to be here, that we can celebrate that this Easter Sunday, that the cross is not the end of the story. We really hope you enjoyed today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about City Hill, please visit our website, cityhill.london. Thank you.